And, uh, yeah, so that's why flared bases are, uh, important. So, anyway, um, what were we saying? Wait, did we start recording? Did, I mean, I, I hit the button. Do, do we need oh. to start it over? Well, I also hit the button. Oh, okay. I, I don't think, I don't think we should start over. We should, uh, okay. we should just go. I mean, okay. What, yeah, what will we do with the recording we've already got? Well, well, I mean, we'll just blame it on technical glitches. Well, yeah. Or we could blame it on uh, being extremely tired. Mm. Yep. Or at least on my part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've been overworked. I was on vacation and then had to do a ton of work all in one day because, you know, a lot of stuff didn't get done while I was out. So. Yeah, I know that feel. Um, don't know how we got there from talking about things being shoved in butts, but, uh, um, do you have any more Pokemon stuff to talk about? No, I'm, I haven't even thought about Pokemon (laughs) in the past two weeks. Mm. (laughs) Cause like, I I was going to do it like a whole thing where like. You know, like what's what's the best rival? What's the best professor? Like stuff like that. But mm. like, I can't even think about it right now. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't have time to think. Mm. Yeah, I've started playing Yoshi's Crafted World again, which was a game that I played to the end of. Like the, the, the there's a final boss and there's a secret final boss. I'd played up to the final boss when the game came out, and then got bored with it and tired of it and then stopped playing. Cause you know it it's like every other Yoshi's Island game, where it's fun but it's also just kind of stupidly hard in parts. You know either like the platforming or whatever enemies they throw at you, and it, it's kind of weird because you've got like a life meter with twenty hearts. But you can only take like four or five hits because every hit takes out a quarter of your life meter. But then <laughs> I think uh, it's like it takes out a quarter each time and then you're left with one heart at the end. So they give you like a last chance thing. But yeah, it's like, oh, you got 20 hearts, but not really. You really got like five. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, uh, so I... I stayed up like two hours late one of those vacation days beating the secret final boss of that game because it's just needs you to be so precise on everything. Um, I, I imagine the secret final boss is like a Final Fantasy secret final boss where it's just like a some kind of big like Lovecraftian angel uh, beast. Yeah, no, if it was a Kirby game, yes. Um, in the Yoshi game, it, it's Kamek. You know, like this one, oh. it's it's a sequel. I mean, spiritual sequel, kind of. You know, they so they did Kirby's Epic Yarn, which was Kirby all in yarn, and then they did Yoshi's Woolly World, which was Yoshi all in yarn, um, and then they made this one Yoshi's Crafted World, which is Yoshi, and he's he's kind of like a felt doll in a world made of like paper craft stuff so there's a lot of things it's like cardboard boxes that have had like colored paper put over them to look like the enemies and objects and things um and it's a really cute aesthetic but it's also just 
you know, like a Yoshi Island platformer where, yeah, it's just kind of unfair at times. Um, and there's one really crazy level toward the end where there's killer clowns with giant axes that are chasing you around. But they're all, they, you know, puppet killer clowns because it's are all... Are they from outer people. space? Uh, unconfirmed. Possible. Okay. Because uh, that would be kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, they're not as twisted as those <clears throat> clowns. You know, these ones are, you know like felt dolls so their faces don't like their expressions don't change they're, they're just killer puppet clown dolls do they dive you shoot them in their big red nose uh nope they are invincible oh well, that's even worse yeah they just chase you until you get under a spotlight because you're running down like a dark street and there's these clowns that will just pop out of places and chase you with their giant axes um but you have a chance to get away if they swing the axe because it they, once they reach you, it takes a second for them to like wind up and swing. So if you're just running in a direction, you, they won't hit you. It's only when you're yeah, running toward them that it becomes a problem because you have to get some major height to jump over the axe and the clown. I don't have a, f a fear of clowns, but I feel like if I played that as a kid, I might. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, they, they get... I mean, people talk about, like, the Pokemon games being creepy, but it's not as creepy as these Yoshi clowns. The Pokemon games yeah. is just a little weird. Yeah, the the thing with the Pokemon games is that it's... It's like they just come out of nowhere, like, just all of a sudden, and then they, it, they never mention it again. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it's, it's like it's you, you walk into a dark room and there's a person there and they say something weird and then they're gone. Oh no, where did they go? Were they a ghost? Yeah. Like, I, I, I love in Gen 1 when, like, it, it's not even that, like, a, a ghost, like a human ghost shows up. It's just, oh, the vibe in Lavender Town is just really freaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where with Yoshi, you go and hit one of those information block things, and it just says, he'll come from behind, all on, like, separate lines of text. And then... Hot. And then the, <laughs> the, like, wall panel next to you breaks open, and this clown comes running out, and it chases you. Yeah, that does sound terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been kind of chipping away, because it's also just a, you know, that kind of collect-a-thon game. It's like, yep, so you beat the level, you get all the flowers, you beat it with full health at the end, you collect all the red coins, you go into the reverse version of the level. Like, each level you go through it once, and then you can go through it backwards, and when you go through it backwards, you get to see, like, behind all the crafts and see, you know, whatever boxes of Yoshi cookies that they use to make the crafts. Um, and you have to collect all the Poochie Pups, because there's three Poochie Puppies that are hiding in each level and you collect them all and you have to get them all to the exit by the time limit. Um, and then after you've done all of those, then there's this, you know, robot that asks you to go, it'll tell you like, Oh, I'm looking for this thing. And it gives you a picture of it. And then you have to, it tells you what level it's in and you have to go search through that level and find it and hit it with an egg. Um, Cause in this game you can't, you're shooting eggs as usual but also you can aim into the foreground and the background if there's a targetable thing. Um, yeah, so it's like some, the boss some, fight in Yoshi's Island. Yeah. 
Yeah, like every level is like that, and some levels will also have like a path that will go up or down, so you can move into foreground or background of the area. That sounds interesting. Like more like uh, Paper Mario. Mm. I mean, like not not with the like actual foreground and background, just like playing with the perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah that kind of creativity to the. Doc- um, Donkey Kong environment. Tropical Freeze also did that, I think. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that like that one was, you know, it's side-scrolling, but sometimes you get flung into the foreground or background. Or I think you could, like, yeah. jump into barrels that would send you foreground to background. Yeah. I'm like, well, how is every Donkey Kong Country game so good? Mm. Like, well, I mean, the first ones were made by Rare, and the other ones were made by Retro, and they're both companies that make decent games, generally. Yeah. Soundtracks are just awesome. Anyway, mm. <laughs> well, you, you can continue. I mean, I, the, just, I, uh, I don't have that much else to say. I, I've just been chipping away at that game because I felt like playing something simple. Can you can you mine in that game? Nope. So you you can't have a crafted mine. Mm, nope, not that I know of. The joke is Minecraft. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out what the pun was. <laughs> I, I figured I'd just say it because I, it was going nowhere and I had to end it. Mm. <laughs> I I apologize. I woke up like thirty minutes ago. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> no, because aside from that, I've seen a couple movies. Um, one of them I've seen three times. One of them I saw once and was just watching before we started recording. Nice. Which one did you see three times? Uh, okay, so it's, um, this one called The Menu, which I found out, so Red Letter Media was doing a video where they were reviewing a bunch of, just like a bunch of short reviews of things, it's their 2022 catch-up, and they mentioned this one called The Menu that sounded interesting, and it was on HBO Max, which I still have, thanks to Sean, so, um, I, uh, I checked it out on there, and I liked it, and then I found out, oh, the DVD comes out in, like, two weeks. So then I got the DVD, and I've watched it twice this week. Um, it is... Ralph Fiennes is playing a... Kind of like a chef artiste. You know, he's... Like... So the movie... It's described as a dark comedy. It's basically a horror movie where the premise is so outlandish that it's funny. Um, <laughs> nice. And it, so he he is playing this like artist chef who's become you know so famous and popular that only like the most wealthy elite people in the world can come to his exclusive restaurant that's on its own island. Um, he's got like a dedicated working staff that is like this kind of 
cult-like mentality of like they will follow this guy to the end of the earth they you know and like they, they have like a military precision to their you know cooking you know when he's in the kitchen if he claps his hands they all just immediately like stop stand turn you know it's like creepy um which is the point uh so anyway so they're like we start off with this group of guests coming to the island. They're all these rich elite food snobs, you know, different kinds of food snobs. You've got like the food critic who uh, put this guy on the map in the first place. You know, she's gotten an invitation, and so she and her, um, I guess, like secretary, whatever that guy is, got her yes man. Who just you know, says yes to every crazy thing? She you know it's like oh I think this is this tastes like this and he's like yes yes of course, um, and there's like a rich old couple who've been there like they're so rich that they've been there multiple times but also they don't you know really care about what they're eating it's just you know that they have money to burn. It, um, it's the prestige of eating there. Yeah, and the, this uh, John Leguizamo's playing a kind of nice. washed up movie star um oh imagine yeah <laughs> yeah with, accompanied I'm, by his you know like secretary I'm sorry Sid who, for my sage yeah accompanied by his secretary person who you know he he's I guess got like a kind of Guy Fieri cooking show or something or uh, whatever one of those cooking shows where he like travels the world and goes to different restaurants and eats the food and talks about how great it is and so yeah they, nice. they, like, they don't have like a camera crew or anything I guess they're getting <coughs> the next one but he's come to this island in the meantime um, and and then there's the main couple that we follow it's uh, Nicholas Holt uh, the guy who played uh, Beast in the newer X-Men movies. Um, he's playing like a turbo nerd. He, he's like the chef's biggest fan. He's watched every episode of that guy's cooking show multiple times, memorized everything, idolizes him. You know, has like he he's like learned everything about cooking and food taste and um just all these like pretentious things about like oh he's, you know he's like working with the materials of life and death as an artist in this cooking thing um so so he's one of the few lucky ones that knows what umami means yeah i mean well he knows what a paco jet is which is like a plot point that there's this you know very particular cooking device called a paco jet and he's like nerding out because he knows what it is um <laughs> And so his date is Anya Taylor Joy. Um, she she's based she's been hired to you know he hired her to be his date because his original date left for reasons that we find out later. Um, so she's just along for the ride, and she's the one who can kind of see through all just the pretension and the bullshit of everything that's going on. Um, so, like, so they get to the island, and they, they tour around and find out how, you know, kind of creepy all the staff are, and then, um, they, they start the menu, you know, the, the course of meals for the night, um, so the, 
it starts off pretty simple. Like, the first one is just, um, it, they call it the island. It's uh, a plate that is, you know, the, like, the food is all arranged into the shape of the, the island, and it's made using food that was sourced from the island, because they've got all the different, you know, little, like, farming plots and fishing and everything that they need to source food around there. Um, so, you know, simple enough, kind of artsy. Um, second plate is, so the chef, every plate he introduces with this big speech explaining, you know, what it is, why it's important, all this, you know, meaning and higher ideas behind the food. Um, so the second course is supposed to be bread, but as he explains, bread is the food of the poor, um, or, you know, bread is the food of the common man, and none of you are common, so you get no bread. So he, the second course <laughs> is that they get a plate with a couple little condiments on there, and that's it. And everybody's like, oh, this is weird. And they, you know, start asking, well, well can we have some bread? And they're like, no, no, this, this is the meal. This is what you came for. You get no bread. Um, and then, uh, the third one i think the third one might be the mess like that's where things start you know taking more of a turn um oh no no the third the third one is um he, he has this speech where he's like oh taco tuesday i used to have taco tuesday as a kid it was this fun event and then the so he's explaining this one taco tuesday he had where his dad came home drunk and nearly killed his mom until he stabbed his dad with some scissors and everyone's just you know, sitting there like, oh, this is really dark, but I guess that's, you know, part of the experience, right? Um, and then the tacos he gives out are all laser engraved with terrible things these people have done or been involved in. You know, nice. like the, the critic gets tacos that have etched on them pictures of the restaurants that she is forced to close with her reviews. Um, the the there was another group i forgot the, there's like these three like 20 something investor bros who work for the guy who owns the island um and and they're you know bragging about that they get a bunch of tacos that have pictures of you know, like money they've embezzled or you know allocated in uh just you know giving themselves vacations or whatever um and so they think they're being extorted um and yeah. Um so so they all Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, well they all get these uh yeah, tacos with like things um and I think also the so um Margot, Anya Taylor Joy's character, the the one who's you know, not really supposed to be there. The chef knows she's not supposed to be there cuz he's, you know, tailored all of this stuff to these people in particular. And so he has to, like, take her aside and ask her, like, what are you doing here? Who are you, really? Um, and let's... I don't... It's a few courses in when he lets slip that... Like, the plan, everyone is going to die. He is so fed up with just the pretension and the shittiness of this whole lifestyle. And he feels like, you know, there's no way out of it for him. That he's, you know, become so famous and, you know, so up his own ass, really, that, um, 
you know, the only way out is just to murder everyone um, on the island. But he he's trying to figure out where to place her in this artistic expression, whether she's one of the givers as, you know, the, the service people or the takers, you know, these rich snobs. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the, the courses keep getting like, more disturbing like the i think the fourth one is the mess where he like, brings out one of his chefs explains you know like this guy made this this course it's the best he could possibly do but it's not good enough and he's just kind of fed up with this entire life that he's made for himself and then the guy takes out a gun and blows his brains out and everyone thinks oh no this can't possibly be happening right um but <laughs> um yeah yeah, it just, you know, and like the whole time, you know, because it is a food-based horror movie, you think, oh, they're going to cook up and eat the people, right? And no, there, there's no cannibalism involved. It's just a lot of artsy murder. Um, what did you do with the hands? I cooked them up and ate them. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, the the rich guy, um, turns out he's being unfaithful, so his like, at one point he tries to leave... And they, like, pin him down and cut his ring finger off um, because he's being unfaithful, which you find out later. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, let's see. It's like, I guess I could... I'm just... I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about how much else to say about the movie because it's really good and I really like it. Um, the The... The best part, I guess, to spoil it, the best part of the movie is, so, so, uh, all throughout the movie, the, um, Taylor, Nicholas Holt's character, um, the, the big nerd guy, turns, so he seems really nonchalant about the violence that's happening, and then it comes out that he was told by Chef that everyone's going to die on this trip, and that's why his previous date left. Um, and why he hired, because, you know, you can't get reservations for one at this place. It has to be for at least two. He hired someone else to come with him, knowing that she would die too. Um, but he just wanted to be here to experience this great artistic masterpiece of, um, you know, life and death and food. Um, what a tool. Yeah. So that comes out. Um, Margot flips out on him. But then he's he's asked to come into the kitchen and prepare a dish. And even though he is, you know, a huge nerd for studying food, he is no good as a chef. So he makes a dish. So every dish, when it shows up on screen, has this, you know, a little white aerial font text thing with, like, the name of the dish and the ingredients. And so the thing he makes is called Tyler's Bullshit. Uh, undercooked <laughs> lamb, um, you know bad shallots um he just he makes like this crappy dish and the chef eats it and says it's bad and then he goes and hangs himself off screen um so he's dead but um margo is sent to chef's house to go pick up um a barrel of ingredients for the final course and while she's there discovers um like some photos of like chef and finds that like there was a moment in time in the past where he was happy as a cook and it was back when he was a fry cook making burgers um so 
then when we get to the end of the movie, she, you know, I mean, and knowing that everyone's going to die, like, weirdly, everybody, as much as they are terrified for their lives, none of them make a huge effort to escape. It's like they're all just so interested in seeing what's going to happen next, I guess, that, you know, they all just kind of stay there and don't want to talk back to Chef. Um, but she tells him off about, like, you know, it's like, your food's all crap, it, it's just this, you know, pretentious, high-minded bullshit, and it doesn't taste good, um, and I want to send it back, and instead, you know, she says, I want a cheeseburger, and there's just this, like, twinge of a, it's like that moment from the end of Ratatouille, you know, with the, the, uh, cook eating the Ratatouille and going back, like, flashing back. There's no, like, yeah, actual flashback, revelation. but it's just, on his face, there's just this, like, he's been so serious this whole time, and this is, like, a twinge of a smile, as he, like, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll make a, you know, gross, terrible cheeseburger for you, you know, just like your poor parents, you know, could barely afford, and he's just, like, briefly happy getting to make this burger for her, <clears throat> and then after she takes a bite of the burger, she says, uh, can I get the rest to go? And he says, yeah, you, you can take it to go and let you go. <laughs> so she escapes and he he's going through the motions of his final course, which is the s'more, where he's dressing everyone up in marshmallows and sprinkling chocolate on the floor and going to set the whole building on fire. But, the, you know, this, his voice, <laughs> that's hilarious here in his voice, that it's like he was happy for that moment, but also he's come this far. He can't go back. He's murdered. You know, at the well, let's see, cut off a guy's finger, stab some people, and um, the the guy who owns the island, one of the thing, he he murders that guy. He like he does this thing called Fallen Angel, where they like look out the window and they see he's like put angel wings on the guy and has him just lowered into the water until he drowns. Um, but yeah, so so they they do this more. And they blow up the whole island, but Margot got out with a cheeseburger, and she wipes her mouth with the menu, and that's the end of the movie. It was great. I've seen it three times now. I mean, it it, it sounds interesting. the The whole concept of the s'more thing yeah. is just hilarious to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has like a long speech about how s'more is like an assault on all the senses. And it's terrible, but it's comfort food because children eat it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Remind me, I'll I'll try to watch it. (laughs) Okay. Um, I might not succeed. mm. Yeah, the other movie I saw was Black Dynamite, which I was watching when we started to record. Um, Black Dynamite's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, like, I guess I'm familiar enough with, you know, like, the, the movie, it makes it very obvious what kind of, you know, 70s action black exploitation tropes it's riffing off of. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's fun when a movie is, you know, that, like, you know, able to make fun of itself, but not, it's, it's still, it still treats itself seriously even when it's all a joke. You know, it's not like the look at the camera and wink kind of a joke. It's like, you can tell it's a joke because it's just so over the top. Right. Like, it, it's 
it, it's like wild and ridiculous, but it's still still like working within the framework of like a seventies black exploitation movie. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, since I had just seen like the start, you know, there's like the part where he's like doing martial arts with just a bunch of like he's got like a bunch of kung fu people in his house and he's just doing martial arts and beating them all up and then uh gets a phone call that his brother's dead and he's like get out split i said split get out of my house i'll see you tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) there's so many good like one-liners in Mm. the movie like i i i I haven't seen it in a very long time, but yeah, and then I think it all. Um, I want to say it also my, it goes into like a full like Doctor No thing for a while, where it's just yeah. like under you know underground lab and crazy crazy Asian stereotype doctor guy. Yeah. Haha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took that shit before I walked in the room. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like. Uh, the, the, you know, conspiracy about this um, anaconda liquor that uh, it turns out it makes <laughs> black men's dicks tiny, and there's like a penis on, like a micro penis on screen for a while. <laughs> As they look at this guy, he's like, "Oh, his dick is so small. Do you want to live?" Uh, I I love the scene, like in the in the bar or whatever, where they're. It's uh, Black Dynamite and all his friends. Uh, they're like going through like the whole the conspiracy, <laughs> and they, mm. they like go to oh crazy. yeah, they do like the '60s Batman thing. Yeah, of just leaps of logic to figure out you know what that it's anaconda liquor. They yeah. like trace it to Kansas or something because it's some like some number, and that's the area code for Kansas, and that's. Yeah. Where they have it, this thing that is an anagram for this thing. It 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 somehow starts with M and M's. It's like it melts in your mouth, but not in your hand, and then that somehow ends up, and that goes to like Mars candy. Yeah, and then it goes to like the uh the Roman god of war. Oh, and who's the Greek god of war? Ares. Yeah, <laughs> and they somehow end up with. This liquor makes your dick tiny. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Wait. It. It's like it. Like this liquor makes you little Richard. It's like, yeah. What's another word for Richard? <laughs> and they all freak out, like run out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They run out to find their friend who'd been drinking the liquor, and he's just sitting there with his pants a little bit down and a tiny, tiny penis. <laughs> I love Black Dynamite. I love I love the movie and I love the show. Mm. Yeah, I remember seeing commercials for the show back in college when I watched Adult Swim. Uh, it, it's one of one of the better Adult Swim things, mm. I think. I assume like, it's animated in the style of the credits of the movie, because they do like an animated um, thing in the credits. Yeah, the it's. It's animated, like, in, I don't know, it, it's kind of like, what if, what if, like, the, the, like, super, like, grainy, realistic, like, version of 
70s comics was animated like an anime. Mm. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> it's... It, it's. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it doesn't look like anything, especially. Mm. Like, if, if I saw a frame of Black Dynamite, I could probably tell you it's from Black Dynamite. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the show goes for a lot of, like, um, like, more overtly <laughs> political humor. Mm. Uh, like, like, I think there's an episode of Richard Nixon, um, like, selling crack to, uh, the black ghetto. Oh, uh, yeah, the movie ends with him, like, fist-fighting Richard Nixon, I think. That, that's right. And then oh, he, God, he doesn't so kill him at the end, but he he could have. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, because he, he fist-fights Richard Nixon, and then the movie ends with him, you know, doing, like, gun-pointing, dramatic speech, one woman on his leg, and then Richard Nixon's wife on his leather leg. <laughs> Uh, God, I I need to watch that too. <laughs> I, I yeah, haven't watched that it one's in free like on years. Prime Video right now. So, oh, cool. That's why I watched it? Um, but yeah, that's because aside from that, I, I watched all the Austin Powers movies again. But that's oh, it. nice. Mm. Those are fun. Not, not always great, but fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like I feel like the first one is the best one. Um, yeah, but apparently the Rotten Tomatoes reviews are, you know, they the Rotten Tomatoes reviews are the lowest on the first one and the highest on the third one, and I assume that's just that people just got used to the shtick by the end and I guess. appreciated it for what it was instead of, you know, like what the fuck is this? Yeah, it it's weird because the third one is is like they. <laughs> I mean, it it's kind of weird to put this for like a like a Hollywood movie franchise, but they they like <laughs> really sold out for the third one. Mm. <laughs> like yeah, it's just, just like celebrity, blatant celebrity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also like the first one is the only one that was written entirely by Mike Myers, and the other two we had a co-writer on. And watching them back to back, the second one is just all the gags from the first one again. Yeah. Sometimes winking at the camera to say, "Yes, we know we did this one before." Yeah, it, the I I feel like the the first one is more its own thing, and the second one is more like, "Here's everybody from SNL." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. The first one's the best. Uh, it's definitely the most original. Like, I feel like the the second and third kind of just. Like like you said, the the second one is just the first one, but more. Yeah, no, they they're both and, just like movies full of gags. Like the first one was also yeah. full of gags, but also like it had a heart to it. Of Mike Meyer, like, basically, I guess the idea Mike Myers had that inspired them, like he was thinking about like swinger culture in the '60s and wondering what happened to that, and so 
you know, it is this, like, James Bond swinger character from the 60s transplanted to the 90s, trying to make sense of how culture's changed. Yeah. Yeah, he even has, like, a whole, um, Dear Princess Celestia speech at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about, you know, the enlightened and responsible 90s. Like, we can fucking also not have ten crippling STDs at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good on you, Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like. I I know. I kind of talked shit just now, but I do like all of them. I I think they're all pretty funny mm. in their own ways. Mm. Um, fat bastard can go die though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Mike Myers just, just adds new characters every time, and, and yeah, yeah, he he just must really like being in the makeup chair. Yeah, God, imagine how uncomfortable that fat suit must be. Mm. Yeah, it's you know impressive how they make like the chin fat blend in with his actual body. I know, like. Hollywood makeup art, I feel like, is kind of lost um, in like the, the CG mess mm. of the the modern era, but like it it's it's insane when you see like behind the scenes stuff like that. It's like, oh, this part is his real face, and this part right here, like like this seamless thing that you can never see. Mm. That's that's where the prosthetic starts. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, what was, uh, what was the movie? Like the, it was like a really bad movie. Was it Suicide Squad? Where they were like nominated for an Oscar for practical effects or makeup or something? It could have been. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, I think it was. And people were talking shit, but it's like, I, I guess Croc looked all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd have to watch it again because I don't remember how much of that movie was CG and how much was practical. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to see it again too, but I mean, I won't. Yeah, <laughs> because no, we it, have a better it, Suicide Squad movie to watch now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does everything I do except better. <laughs> yeah, it's got Star of the Conqueror and everything. Yeah. And Polka Dot Man, everyone's favorite DC supervillain. I hope James Gunn gets to just make everything really weird. Mm. I mean, it sounds like that I, you know, we won't know until his Superman movie happens, but it sounds like the plan is to have Superman and also some relatively unknown characters in the movie. So I'm assuming, yeah, there'll probably be some deep cut weird things. That show up. <laughs> I I really hope so. Cause, like comics are so fucking weird, but all we ever get is like Batman mm. and like four different versions of Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman and the Joker and the villains who were like the main main villains. You know, the ones everybody knows. Like we still haven't gotten a Clayface movie. And that one's not even that unknown. You know, it's not like... God. 
um, Clock King. They did like a Clock King movie. One of the hardest times I've ever laughed at something was just like one random day my mom and dad were just watching um, the, the Adam West Batman. And it was an episode with Clock King and I, I just completely lost it. Mm. Like I, I was literally on the floor. I don't even remember why. I think it was just like the concept of Clock King. Well, I think he also showed up in the Batman animated series. And he had, like, glasses that looked like clocks. Like, they made yeah, him a little I, more serious, a, but he's still the clock king. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of, like, minor um, villains in, in the series. Like, uh, I know the Mad Hatter was in the show. Hmm. Who, I mean, nobody really cares about aside from that. One side mission from Arkham City. Yeah, like he's he's gotten the, he was in Arkham City. He was in the Lego Batman games. Um, you know, I, I say he's a little. He got multiple appearances in the animated series, so he's a little more well known. Yeah. Uh, the the ventriloquist whose name I always forget. Mm, uh, I think Scarface was the dummy's name, and I think the guy is just named the ventriloquist. Okay, so I I was technically right with which is the best yeah, kind of he, right. He probably has a human name, but ventriloquist is his real name. <laughs> I, I love stuff like that where it like it's impossible to know if like because the DC universe is so weird. Like, is is the puppet actually <laughs> is the puppet mm. actually alive, or is it just some kind of delusion? Which I, I'd say in that show, it's a delusion in. Other things, the puppet might actually be alive. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, like, because in, in the show, like, you know, before it gets to Justice League and everything, it's relatively grounded. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it's it's just a delusion from the ventriloquist. Uh, but I, I just like the idea that, that it could just actually be a magic puppet because mm. magic actually exists in the world. I wonder if they'd ever do a Maxi Zeus movie version. They'd have to throw well, Harley weird. Quinn in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, since Harley Quinn, I can't not see Maxi Zeus as just a ridiculous joke character. Harley Quinn's gang ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maxi with his gross dick. <laughs> It needs to be checked out. It's not gross, it's Greek. Mm. Well, yeah, but it's also got some kind of, you know, STD or something yeah. that needs to be checked out, apparently. <laughs> uh, oh, it's got another head on there. Weird. Mm. <laughs> he, he should um, listen to that advice from Austin Powers. Mm. <laughs> Let's... Uh, Who's your next favorite obscure Batman villain? Um, I mean, Calendar Man. Yeah, I was gonna say like Calendar Man is really good in the long Halloween version where they made him into um, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and also in Harley Quinn, he was fun in there. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> 
<laughs> you wonder your son doesn't remember your, your birthday. <laughs> That's still the funniest. <laughs> That's still the funniest shit to me. He's fucking called Calendar Man. He, he has a date. <laughs> Can't remember his son's birthday. Can't remember his son's birthday. <laughs> his son's the kind of idiot who would bring a cactus into a building with poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But he does remember the date everyone in the building was incarcerated. The fun stops when I cough up mucus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also a little brain dead. Um... So you said you watched an anima? <laughs> I did, didn't I? <laughs> Don't take that out of context. Well, I mean, we only got the back half of that conversation in the episode, so <sighs> people will just have to piece it together. Yeah. From here. Uh, I watched an anime. Um, mm. It's called Bochi the Rock. Um, okay, sounds familiar. Do you remember like a month ago when I, I sent you uh, like a Yamcha pose yeah, meme. Yeah, I think I didn't know what was going on with it. Like a, a girl in a pink tracksuit <laughs> mm. in the crater. Uh, that's the show that that's from. Okay. Um, it's a show about extreme social anxiety and joining a band. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so like this, this girl at 13... Uh, She's got, like, extreme social anxiety, like, to the point where she just barely can, like, she pretty much can't even talk to people. Um, and at, at like, 13 years old, she sees, like, an interview on, on TV that's a musician going, like, yeah, you know, I used to be really shy, I guess, uh, a band is a good place for introverts to be. So she just, like, drops everything and goes pick up her dad's guitar it's like all right i'm gonna learn music and then uh you know soon i'll play music in front of my whole class and i'll be very popular because <laughs> for some reason despite her extreme social anxiety her only goal is to be very liked and popular um mm. to everyone around her yeah um, hasn't thought out past the part where oh now i have to talk to them all the time right um so yeah and then three years pass where she does nothing but practice guitar for like six hours a day um so so. they're going somewhat realistic uh you don't just pick it up and now you're suddenly good right yeah, like she she started at like twelve or thirteen, and now now she's in high school, and she still hasn't talked to anybody for three years. Uh, mm. Now she's busy learning the guitar. Yeah, she but now now she's you know really good at guitar for a teenager. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, while they were all out socializing, and making friends, <laughs> she was studying the guitar. <laughs> That's the entire premise. <laughs> yeah. That's the type of joke I could never come up with, like, 
watching the actual show, and I'm really glad that you're here for it. Like, mm. like just yeah, the... I haven't seen the show, but I've had I, I've also another thing I've watched recently is a 12 hour Game Grumps compilation. So oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the the your improv skills are improved. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm just stealing the same old bits. Yeah, the the house party bits where. Right, yeah. While you were talking to girls, I was studying the blade. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. So. You know, she's like what fifteen? I I don't. Whatever. Older. Whatever first. Older, year, but not an adult yet. Right. Whatever first year, high school in Japan is. I think it's like fifteen, sixteen. Anyway. Um. Mm. So she's like, all right. It's been three years. I haven't made any progress with making friends. Uh, like her, her whole thing is uh, like she gets her social validation because she has a YouTube account where she posts herself uh, uh, playing guitar. Like not, she doesn't show her face anything. I'm pretty sure though. Mm. Um. So that's where she gets her social validation. But then one, one day she's like, it's been three years. I I haven't talked to anyone. <laughs> um, I'm not in a band. Nobody even knows I play music. So she starts bringing her guitar to school and like just hoping that somebody <laughs> will, will make it a conversation starter mm. because she can't make the first step. And then she does that for like a week and she's really sad because nobody comes and talks to her. Uh, but then she's like sitting lonely in the, like in the, in a, a little children's park one day. And this girl just comes up. She's like, Oh man, do you play guitar? Here, come with us. Our guitarist just quit. We need you to play a show. And she, mm. she, she's like paralyzed with fear. She, she, she basically just like blanks out on the, like all the way to the studio, mm. um, and she ends up playing with them, um, it, like inside of a cardboard box, <laughs> mm. and she sucks and because she's she, got like a paper bag over her head. Yeah, like like she she's inside of a cardboard box that I I think was used to ship mangoes <laughs> or some shit. Mm. Um. So yeah, she's she's just playing with like a a small high school girl band who like to a bunch of other to like ten high school girls in the audience. Like it it's nothing big, but she just can't step out on stage. Mm. Um. So they play and they're awful because she doesn't know how to play with people, um, and. Because she, I mean, she could barely talk to people, mm. and that's yeah, where the she can play a mean solo, but yeah, not group stuff like that. That actually, that actually comes into play later. Um, because yeah, like at, after at, at this point, it's basically just like a, a slice of life anime where it's like, oh, here's these girls; they're in a band. Um, they have to do all this hard shit to be in the band none of them have money <laughs> the one who mm. does have 
the one who does have money, who has rich parents, just like spends it all on buying new bass guitars. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, so, uh, so, so like sk- skipping ahead, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, they found the guitarist that ran away. She didn't actually know how to play guitar. <laughs> she mm. just wanted to be in but, a band. Yeah. Well, yeah, she knew how to talk to people. She didn't have time to learn guitar. Yeah, you can only do one I mean, or the other in life. I mean, that's pretty much exactly it. Because she's she's like the the social butterfly uh, uh, mm. extrovert. But it's like, oh, she can sing because she goes to like a, a karaoke place every week with her friends. All the friends mm. that she has. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she can bring her friends and tell them to buy tickets, and now we have an income stream. That that is a plot point. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, they're, they're getting ready for their, like, first real, uh, their first real gig as a band at, at the, the, um, the sister of the drummer, like, owns a, like, a little hole-in-the-wall, uh, venue that could fit, like, 30 people. Uh, um, mm. so that, that's where they're, like, practicing and playing. Um, but, like, for the, for their first real, uh, gig as a band. Um, like they're like, all right, we all have to sell five tickets, um, <laughs> so we can afford to play here. Uh, so you know everybody can sell their five tickets, and then uh, oh by the way, the character's name is Hitori, um, and they call her Bochi because Hitori Bochi means alone. Uh, okay. And that that that's the that's the joke of the title. Mm. Um, the and Rock. It's the is, Rock because Dwayne the Rock Johnson is uh, playing her yeah. father. Yeah, she's. Uh, <laughs> I I made that joke in media box just like randomly like Bochi the Rock Johnson. And nobody, yeah. nobody nobody said anything. Mm. <laughs> Uh, no, they're too busy talking about Common Rider over there. Yeah, I don't get it, but I'm glad people like it. Mm. Um, yeah, so like, she has to sell tickets, and uh, but of course, like, she can't. <laughs> she has to sell five tickets, and she's counting on her fingers, like, mom, dad, sister, dog. <laughs> 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 with all that dog money yeah but like she she's she's counting those four and she's sad that she can only come up with four and, and then uh her mom and dad tell her like okay first of all a dog can't go um second of all your sister is like five years old she can't go either she's um, got no money yeah and then so she so now she's like oh my god it's some it's even worse than i thought <laughs> I only know mm. two people. <laughs> yeah, you don't have grandparents to sell them to. Yeah. Um, so what happens is she 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 just randomly runs into like this drunk woman on the street who just happens so happens to be like a a bassist in an indie band that's popular in the area. Um, so they put on a street performance and she sells tickets to like these two random girls who just happen to show up. Mm. Uh, it, 
I shouldn't. <laughs> I maybe shouldn't be going through the whole show, but it's the only way I can remember what happens because, like the 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 biggest draw of the show is, um, the lengths they will go to with the animation to like portray her anxiety. Mm. Um, like the the switches in anim like there there's times where it. it like something happens and like the the style of animation will completely change like there'll be this big like claymation uh song and dance of like these things like running in a circle around her uh mm. to to show so like, like how like mixed media stuff or? yeah like there there's one where like she's doing like a class project that she doesn't want to do because she has to talk to people but but her friends show up and then the rest of her class is like uh okay you could take a break <laughs> and she's like okay now i feel useless and then like the the animation just progressively gets like worse 2d and then it turns into like a, a 3d like basic blender animation <laughs> <laughs> and like where her character model just like flies off through the wall and into a bunch of Tea bricks the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like there, there's one where like she's she's really embarrassed and she like just like crawls into the fetal position on the, on the floor and like she like fades into ash and there's like this like sad like children's choir singing um and the the little ashy bits of her body that are left are like suffocating her friends <laughs> it, it's 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 bizarre but it 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 works like you like i i think a lot of people can relate to having like mild social anxiety or just mm. you know being shy being an introvert in general at, at least you know fucking nerds on the internet can uh, yeah um i mean my introverted brain is becoming convinced that most people are just faking it yeah i mean that that's what it feels like <laughs> mm. like it's like i don't i don't even care when um like service people are rude to me anymore because it's like okay <laughs> uh like i don't i don't think most service people actually care about me buying a drink from the company they work for um mm. I, it, it's fine if we just get the conversation with us uh over with as quick as possible yeah yeah as long as you know i give you money for a thing i get thing and then we're done Yep. I will say thank you as a courtesy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um but yeah, the 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 lens they go to 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 like show her anxiety is just really interesting. Um cuz like uh, otherwise it's just like a basic slice of life uh you know, high school girls doing things anime. Um Oh, I, <laughs> so I, I'm just I'm just gonna skip ahead to like the, the like when they actually play music. 
Um, the the first one is uh, that first show I was talking about where they had to sell the tickets. Um, it just so happens that it's during a typhoon. <laughs> uh, so, like, nobody can go. There's, like, five people there, and they're all there for the other band that's playing that night. Mm. Um, so, like, they... They come out on stage, like, like this is after like a, a month or two of preparation, um, like them all as a full group. Um, so, yeah, there's there's like five, ten people in the crowd, and maybe like two or three of them are actually there to see them play, um, and like they. Like they're all kind of depressed, uh, and they're they're not really feeling it. Like like this was supposed to be like their big debut. Like they're all like playing an actual show that people actually paid to see, um, and that was kind of ruined because of the weather. Uh, and they come out, they play their first song, and like they're they're just completely out of sync. Like nobody is. Nobody is playing uh, at the same tempo as anybody else, and you can actually hear. Like I'm not, I'm not good at recognizing anything about music, but like you can tell when a band is obviously out of tempo. <laughs> um, mm. You know, like it's it's not it's not Whiplash style where it's like, oh, he's you know, like one twentieth of a second off. Um, it's it's obvious. Uh, so they, they play their first song, everybody in the crowd is, like, looking at their phones, like, they don't, they don't care. Um, everybody in the band is obviously down. Um, so then Hattori is like, are, like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, um, so then she, she just, out of nowhere, she takes the lead, she, she just, like, slams her foot down on the stage and starts like ripping a six solo mm. uh, to intro the yeah, second I'm song. I'm a goofy goober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that edit. Mm. I want to, I want to see it. Uh, uh, no, but yeah. Like she, she, she comes like, she just like kills, kills the solo. Um, to lead in, um, and then, uh, like the, the rest of the song starts with the, the rest of the, the band playing, like you, you could tell, uh, just by the animation, like they're all looking to her that, to keep their pace. Um, it, it's, doesn't it maybe doesn't hit as much with me explaining it as it does you know like actually hearing the song play and like seeing the little bits of animation of like all the all the other members of the band like mm. looking to her like while they're playing their instruments yeah um, well yeah and all the build-up to it and stuff yeah but it, it's it's a really strong moment like i've it's the type of thing where, like, YouTube has recommended that video <laughs> to me, like, 18 times since I watched it two weeks ago. And, uh, I've watched it every, <laughs> every time. Mm. Um, it's, it's just a really strong moment. 
Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of character stuff. And then the last time they play, uh, in, in the season, uh, like they're playing at, uh, a festival at their school, uh, Hitori school and uh, Kita's school. She's the uh, she's the the singer and the guitarist that ran away. Um, Hitori's been teaching her guitar. Mm. Yeah, like uh, I should call her Bochi because that's the name of the show and that's the nickname that they call her most of the time. So I'll start mm. doing that. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, like Bochi really wants to put the audition in to play because she you know her whole thing was she wanted to play in front of the school and like be be really uh popular um but she she just like physically cannot do it (laughs) because that means that she would have to show her face in front of the whole school Mm. um but then one but then uh uh kita does it for her uh, <laughs> um, so, she, so Bochi basically dies uh, um, out of out of like the the sheer anxiety and anticipation. Mm. Um, but you know they you know they they get through it. They have the whole thing, and then uh, so they're they're on stage um, and. They're they're playing the song where Bochi's supposed to have like a huge solo, uh, to uh, basically show off to the whole school like how good she is. Um, but her like one of her strings breaks like in the middle of the performance, so she can't she can't um, pull off the solo, um, and she's basically having like a meltdown inside of her head. Um, and then she, she looks up and Kita is like playing part of the solo, uh, instead of playing, uh, her rhythm guitar, which she usually does. Mm. And, uh, and she seems to like internally realize like, oh wow, she's gotten really good. Is it because I was teaching her? (laughs) Um, Mm. and then she's like. Alright, this isn't the time to give up. Um, so like the, the, the drunk lady, <laughs> um, who helped sell her tickets, uh, that one time, like, is it, is that the show? Like they, she's basically a secondary part of the cast now. Mm. <laughs> like she just shows up whenever they play. Uh, she brought beer to the school event. <laughs> um, so Bochi, like, that, I, I'm not, like I don't know much about playing a guitar, but apparently there's a technique where you can uh, you can slide a bottle along the the frets to play in a different kind of way. Okay. Um, so she does that. <laughs> like she picks up this empty empty beer bottle uh, and starts playing with that to give it this weird sound. So like she she like pulls off. Uh, Probably like the second half of the solo, I would imagine it. Mm. Uh, and then 
like af- after their performance uh you know they they have the microphone and uh they give it to Bochi so she can say something and she panics um and she she thinks about like watching she thinks about a like a performance that they went to before um and it was, and she panics and she tries a stage dive but nobody catches her <laughs> because it's like a high school assembly performance mm. so she just eats shit <laughs> falls to the ground it's 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 sad and hilarious at the same time. Mm. Uh, it's it's such a good show. I love it. Um, I spoiled the whole thing. Watch it anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to experience it to really get the. I mean, especially yeah. the music. You know, like I assume it's probably a manga, but it sounds like it just wouldn't play quite as strong as a manga when you can't yeah. hear any of it. Yeah. It. it it is it is a manga, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, like there's no music component to it, and there's no like in the manga, it there wasn't any like weird animation transitions, obviously. Yeah, um, and like if somebody picks up a bottle and starts strumming a guitar with it in a manga, you can't tell what that's doing. It's just oh, they got a bottle. I guess that's the thing. You yeah, the- hear any of the audible changes to the quality of the sound yeah the 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 production on the anime is just very good for what is you know essentially just high school girls on a band um it's like here here's the hint for people who don't watch a lot of anime most anime looks terrible <laughs> mm. it, it's it's just like like basic character designs that barely move and then they'll have a fight scene where they move slightly better and then they'll just be the other 20 minutes of the show where they're, it's just like here's a shot of somebody talking and here's the reverse shot of somebody else talking <laughs> yeah yeah static poses uh maybe the eyes or mouth yeah. move and that's about it yeah Static poses with mouth flaps, um, occasional. And look, they ran face so movements. fast that it looked like they teleported. Because <laughs> yeah. we only wanted to animate two poses. Right. Or, or like even, even something as simple as like they'll hide a character's face behind something so they, they don't even have to animate the mouth moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like or that. it's like, oh, somebody's surprised. So we're just going to shake the camera a little bit. Or sh- yeah. shake the picture. Like we'll have them in like a screaming face pose, and then we just sh- shake the picture a little, and now they're you know, you know shaking or whatever. Or like the uh, the the speed lines, um, yeah, uh, like in Pokemon, so they can just reuse that animation in every episode. Yeah, like like the the same animation of Pikachu doing a a thunder shock or whatever. Yeah, it's charitably a very efficient way to animate. You can make a lot out of a little with it, but it it is, you know, not super impressive. Yeah. Um so like what when I I said that to like just emphasize like what when a show actually goes the the extra mile with its animation, like in, in an adaptation like this, like it, it's 
very much appreciated by people like me who actually care. Because <laughs> mm. um, I, I, I happen to like a lot of anime where the with that isn't just like traditional um and animation i guess you could say mm. i can't think of enough another example um because my head is bad right now i mean i was gonna say madhouse i don't know if that's the, i know the what's the one that did um the the racing one redline that was Madhouse. Was that, Madhouse? Yeah. that was Madhouse. Okay. I mean, it's Madhouse, but it it was basically like one guy who did like most of the legwork, and then Madhouse, uh, I, I think, basically just like helped him uh, finish it. Uh, okay. Like I, I would have to look into the story again, but yeah, yeah, like stuff like that where, like it, it's. Like, it's just so weird. Like, the... Like, the the visual style and the camera angles. Um, and, like, the... The way the alien characters move. Uh, yeah, like, stuff like that is really yeah, interesting to me. Like, Madhouse... All, you know, there wasn't any mixed media to it, but Madhouse also did Paprika. Yeah. Which, you know, had, like, a very cinematic look to it. Yeah, it had... Paprika, yeah, like, it, it wasn't, like, I wouldn't say it was non-traditional, but they had a lot of, and I, I guess you could call it, like, trippy um, visuals in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, there's all the dream logic things, you know, like yeah. the giant parade. Um, yeah, all, like, the transformations of... You know, characters into different kinds of objects. Yeah. Like even, even like half the stuff and see it. Um, that's kind of why I like Trigger too. Um, oh yeah, that that's the one I was trying to think of. Uh, I knew there was because studio. Like, like you 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 look at Kill La Kill, and like half the half the show. Is like like it, it's it's made relatively cheap, right? Like they don't actually animate a lot outside of the fight scenes, but they they make up for it by um, <laughs> going for comedy with it. Mm. <laughs> so like the the shot where like a character kicks a naked man off a stage and he he just like he just like goes 180 degrees to the left and then like does a 90 and then goes straight down mm. <laughs> like it's like it's a looney tunes uh, like there's ways to make things cheap but also make them interesting is mm. um is what i'll say about that yeah um, well yeah, yeah once you illustrate the thing on a you know clear cell frame you can move it around in all sorts of ways yeah, like it, it's. I don't. I don't know. Like, just make it interesting. <laughs> I guess mm. is what I'm trying to say. Like, you can make something cheap and interesting, um, instead of just having two characters talk to each other in boring ways. Like, um, 
I know you won't have any reference for this, but uh, the Monogatari series is just mm. it, it's it makes me feel like I have ADHD the <laughs> the, the way the editing is because mm. um, like most of the show is just characters talking to each other, but about <clears throat> philosophy, I assume. There's a lot, a lot of anime and manga. It's just like people arguing philosophy with each other. Um, it, it's partially arguing. I mean, like I mean philosophy that there's... and personal values, and talking about like my goal for life is this, and I hope you achieve that. Well, I need to get stronger first, and um, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like that, except more like less. Um, see, I. Got it, Monica. It's so hard to it like because the 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 show like at its core, it's basically about trauma. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like all these people have these bad things happening to them because of like some kind of trauma. Like, but people rarely ever um, acknowledge it. <laughs> like mm. how much trauma they've gone through because like people don't. People often don't do that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but also, like, people ha- just have these, like, random, inane conversations about nothing. Uh, um, mm. But they're, they're edited, like, the animation and the editing is done in such a way where it, it's, it's like, you can't keep your eyes off the screen for half a second because if you do, you'll miss, like, 10 frames of completely different bullshit that may or may not matter. <laughs> so it's like a Tarantino movie? It, it's... Like, if if people say Tarantino movies are edited with a shotgun, um, people could say Monogatari is edited with, like, a... <laughs> a, a, a minigun on a helicopter that's going, like, 5,000 miles an hour. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's insane but it's also unique um i don't recommend the show because there's a lot of weird anime shit in it that i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to try to justify so nobody watch it <laughs> yeah well i mean it's already the trauma show so. yeah see like that that's the thing like it's it's like at, at its the the core of the characters is that it's the trauma show but like from moment to moment, it's it's just the show where a bunch of dumb bullshit happens while people have conversations. Because, <laughs> mm. like, like the the like the third, fourth, and fifth episodes, like, all take place in like this one park. And it's just like a a regular like Japanese park that you'll see in any show or game set in Japan. Um, like oh, there's like oh, there's a couple little uh, swings and seesaws and a jungle gym stuff like that. But they they animate it as like here's this like huge like palace courtyard sized. Um, area with like this this big like um, what's the word abstract art piece in the center with benches around it 
Mm. Um, and like every every piece of like uh, like every piece of the part, uh, like all like the the jungle gym, like the the seesaws, like it's all like this huge, like almost industrial looking, um, like. Like you could tell what it is, but it's also foreign. Mm. Um, and like while while the characters are talking, it's just two characters talking for like half of it. But while they're talking, they're like they'll they'll just be sitting on the bench, and like in the next sentence, like during the same conversation, they'll just be like playing on the seesaw with each other. <laughs> like it, it's because mm. it, it it's. It's all from the perspective of of one person, so they're trying to get in the into that person's headspace. Mm. Um. So, like later in the in the show, when they transition to other characters, like the the world might look completely different. Um, because like m- most of the shows from this like loner teenage boy, um, who like like just random people on the street just basically don't exist for him. Um, but like later when we see the perspective, uh, from an adult, like they'll just be like random background characters that appear because he acknowledges their existence. Mm. Uh, like it, it, it's, it's weird, but it, it's, it's not an adaptation of a manga. It's from a, a light novel. So okay. like, all they have to go on is character designs from the covers of the novels. I've talked about anime too much. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Do we have another tier list to do for this episode? Um, <clears throat> we can look one up. <laughs> mm. do, do you have oh, yeah, a we didn't thematically? One. Uh, do you have a thematically appropriate one? <laughs> uh, let's see. We talked about. Anime and movies. I don't think there's a really strong, you know, theme to to this episode. Let's see if there's any. We talked about D. <laughs> is there anything about obscure DC or just Batman villains? Just like okay. all the Batman villains. Let's rank all yeah, the Batman let's, villains. Let's see. Rank all twenty Robins. Uh, Batman the Animated Series, live action, uh, live action, Batman Mm, movie It's the one about about the villains, you know, just like, you know, the the broadest group we can get so we can get some of the weirdos in there too. 62 Batman villains, there we go, that one. Okay, we'll see how well I remember them. I I remember some of them. Oh no, I don't have names. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's probably not gonna work because I like I remember King Tut was a villain in there. I don't remember his episode, but I remember he was there. I know there was a Mister Freeze who was nowhere near the animated series Mister Freeze. I don't know who the first person. Is. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's not gonna work. I recognize about half of these just going over it. But, like, if I can't have a name to go off of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah, no, it would be as bad as the MCU villains rank list. I can see Poison Ivy because she, like, has her whole ass out. 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't know she was in the 62 series. Oh no, it's it's just like 62 different villains. Oh. <laughs> like okay. not like not <clears throat> Okay, I thought it was this was all Adam West Batman characters. No, but that would be interesting. Uh Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen the show recently enough to know those versions for a lot of them. So I guess the 62 Batman we don't have to rank all of them. We can just rank the ones you recognize. Uh well, here's a Oh yeah, here's a list of like a lot of the more popular ones. Um, I recognize most of them. Okay. Uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, I mean, she's not a very good ver- villain. I don't think. Like, she's very yeah. entertaining. On yeah, her as own. a character, A or S, depending on the version. Yeah. Like Are we ranking these on villainness or on how good of a character they are? I don't know. <laughs> we we have to decide this now. I guess it would be like cuz I I think the thing with Batman is that you kind of have to rank them on like how well they challenge him. Okay. Uh, so so we're going on our, you know, Dragon Ball power scale of Yeah, you know, I guess like the strongest one there is. Or yeah, like not strongest, most uh, cunning. Yeah, like like how they challenge Batman, like as a character, I guess. Mm. Well, yeah, like, I mean Harley generally doesn't do that. Yeah, I'll I'll put her in the middle, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Cause like I I feel like if you're like ranking a villains list, you kind of have to. Go by like how good they are at villainy, like not just how good of a character they are. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure this is Killer Croc. Yeah, I mean, he hit him with a rock. <laughs> I I feel like Croc is kind of uh, like not not that good. He's just like a. He's, he's he's like a, the rhino. He's a, he's a big dumb henchman. Yeah, I'll I'll put him in like I guess that would be C, yeah. like C tier. Yeah, yeah. S- if we're, if we're ranking it on yeah. how good they are at being villains, he's not very good at that. Yeah, um, Clayface. Uh, he might he might be it, like a it, B. It, yeah, it varies by version. Sometimes he he has the superpowers to be an amazing villain, but he yeah. I, either his ego being too big or him just not being clever enough. Um, tends I feel to like get people people never really make Clayface like a a major villain. Yeah, Even yeah, he, he definitely could be. Yeah, I mean he he's got. He could be kind of Mysterio like in his ability to like twist reality, at least around, you know, who he, you know, because he can become a copy of anyone. And right. he can, you know, turn into. Cl- he's like a mix of Mysterio and Sandman. Um, you know, yeah. he can like turn into clay and slide under doors and stuff, but also he can become a copy of anyone, you know, physically, vocally, as long as, you know, him 
with his actor brain has been able to observe them enough to you know pick up on all their intricacies he can just become a copy he's got a lot of potential but he hasn't lived up to his potential yeah we can leave him in like a i guess yeah either a or b yeah maybe b B. yeah yeah uh riddler uh another one that varies wildly by virgin he's a very fun villain but he can be a punching bag or he can be the you know crazy serial killer from the batman i'll i'll put him in a uh Mm. just just because like he has enough good versions i think where yeah I i can justify it yeah i mean if it was ranking on like quality as a character then uh even the like punching bag versions still have something fun to them. Yeah. Um, Black Mask. He's. Not... I never really liked him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's just like a gangster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like a B or a C. I was, I was gonna or... put him all the way at the bottom. Like, yeah, he... he could be a D. I mean, like, like he's, he's got just, some clout he's... as a gangster, but he's still yeah, he's just yeah, just a angry gangster like, like if you wanted me to like if you wanted me to rank like one of the crime bosses like the falcones or whatever i'd put them down there too like they're y- yeah okay i don't know who i don't know who this is this might be talia uh is it the movie version or the cartoon it's the, it's the one of the comics versions she's just got uh, like straight straight black hair Hmm. Yeah. I guess. I mean, could be. She's her look has changed a bunch over the version. Yeah. Even That's between why I don't like know. the Arkham games and the animated series, she's she looks pretty different. I'm I'm assuming it's her. Um. Mm. Um. I'd I'd put her maybe in B, just because. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like a worse Catwoman. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's, like, her whole personal relationship with Bruce uh, tends to feel more manipulative than Catwoman. Like, with Catwoman, usually, if she and Bruce hook up, it's genuine. And then when they split up, it's because, you know, some personal difference conflict with Talia. She always feels like she's manipulating Bruce. Yeah, like she always, which would make her more cunning as a villain if we're going on villainy. But like, like isn't like most of the stuff with Damien like she she just wanted, <laughs> like she just wanted a kid with him. Like there, there was a comic that. in the seventies. Like there were, I think there were a few comics of like when Rachel Ghoul first got introduced, and like Bruce goes to the Middle East and ends up hooking up with Talia and like she you know she liked that but then didn't like that he was you know he was going to retire being Batman and settle down with her because he thought that's the right thing to do now that you're pregnant and we're gonna have a kid so she faked a miscarriage and then broke up with him because she wanted him to stay you know the caped crusader um and didn't want him to sacrifice that in order to have a family life but she actually, well, she miscarried 
in the comic as far as anyone knew, but I think there might have been some indication that she faked it. And then decades later, they, you know, brought Damien into the story and said, hey, this is your son. Actually, he was not miscarried. Here he is. We raised him as an assassin. Um, so there might have been a reinterpretation of what originally happened, but your volume's down again. All right. Uh, I said uh, the universe gets rebooted every five years, so yeah. there's probably several different versions of yeah, how that played out. Yeah. Yeah, like the Kingdom Come comics <clears throat> introduced a version of Damien before Damien had been created as a character. There was just, there's like a league of villains, and there's this one guy named Ibn al Zafrush, which is son of the bat. Um, and that's, yeah, it's his long lost son. He's just there on the board of villains. Weird. <laughs> mm. I think he was um, like Rachel Ghoul's successor on that comic or something. Does Talia ever actually like get to lead the, um, what is the League of Assassins? I always forget. It, League what? of Assassins or League of Shadows, depending on the version. And yeah, yeah I think she leads it usually when Raish is dead. Which or is like every ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like either dead or recovering from madness from being in the Lazarus pit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like she'll, she'll never permanently have it. No. No, because he's ancient almost vampiric um yeah like he he's a really weird villain as batman villains go but he was created to be like an intellectual equal to batman and he's usually pretty good at doing that yeah yeah i feel like they don't actually fight that often mm. um he he just sets up like these elaborate situations to like challenge him morally yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes they have a shirtless sword fight in the desert. <laughs> of course, but... the cow the cow stays on during death matches. Yeah. Um, speaking of death matches, Deathstroke. Hmm. I don't real like. I tend to think of him as a Teen Titans villain instead of a Batman villain. Yeah, this feels more as mercenaries like, uh... go. Yeah, he's. A or B, probably. Yeah, I'll I'll go A because like he he's like in the DC universe. He's like one of the few like uh like more or less mortal characters who can challenge Batman martially. I think. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, and he's he's one of the villains who. Like, he has fought Batman a lot, but he feels like more like a just universe. Like, he can yeah. cross over and fight anyone. Kind of a Yeah, way. he's. Like you said, he's like a mercenary. He'll he'll go fight Flash next week. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll go fight some teenagers. Yeah, he'll, he'll go harass Batman's son. Yeah. <laughs> I can't beat up you, I'll beat up your kid. Yeah, he'll go kill Terra to make Beast Boy sad. <clears throat> God, Ron, Ron Perlman is just has a great voice. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, we should, we should, we should. Next time, let's do the Ron Perlman uh, <laughs> tier, tier list okay. character tier list. You can find one of those then. Uh, I'm, I'm sure somebody's made one. 
Yeah, if if there isn't one, we can just makeshift one out of just look up the IMDb of Ron Perlman roles and yeah, rank them. <laughs> First of all, Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Second of all, Hellboy. <laughs> Third, voice from Fallout. Mm. And um, then Alien Resurrection. <laughs> yeah, Slade slash not Deathstroke. Um, Red Hood. Um, in the under the Red Hood story, he would be an S. In any other story since, he's probably down to a C. I'll put him in S. Yeah, like the one standout story, he's really good. Is this you know a Robin, who is, you know, he, he was killed, and he came back, and he's mainly angry that Batman won't take the steps necessary to permanently get rid of the Joker. Yeah. I I like that he challenges Batman's philosophy. Um, mm. Like, in, in a way that isn't, you know, just like nerds arguing on the internet, why doesn't he kill the Joker? Yeah. Um. But, like, somebody actually challenges him on why he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and just his other tactics are like, well, crime's always going to exist, so if I can control the crime by being the head of the crime, then I can, you know, mitigate it a little bit. Which more drugs, Batman less murders. <laughs> yeah, it's like Batman won't do that because he's got such a hard line against any sort of crime or criminal. Yeah. He... He's like an actual anti-hero. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's the he's the force wielder between the Jedi and Sith that we never actually get. Yeah. Yeah, the gray Jedi like Jolie Bindo. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> hey, that was that's one people might actually know because it was from Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. And and he wasn't great. They call him a great Jedi. It's more like he's just sad that his wife died, I think. Uh, and so he quit the Jedi Order, but he's still generally a good guy. Uh, I think the, there's, there's been more morally gray force wielders in some of the other books and stuff. Yeah, wasn't wasn't there a woman in... It might have been KOTOR 2 um, that just like philosophizes about how both the light and dark side kind of suck. Oh, yeah, Darth uh, Kreia. Or, you know, Kreia slash Darth Kreia. She she yeah. was, like, the main villain, but also her whole thing is that she just kind of hates the Force. <clears throat> the Force has a will, and it's controlling everyone, and she wants to kill the Force. <laughs> and needs your help to do it because you are a character who has willfully cut yourself off from the Force. You know, from you're where the you are the chosen story one. Began. So you are the, you know, the prime example of a person, you know, being able to escape the will of the Force. Except not because this is Star Wars, and the will of the Force is always there. Yeah. Here, go kill this idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's like kill God, basically. It's just, yeah. you know, this cosmic entity that is, you know, it's a network of all life, but also it's 
a will of its own that's guiding everything yeah. and just go kill kill God. Yeah, like I've, give everyone there's a, true there's a, free will. There's a lot of like JRPGs where you kill God, but yeah. it's like you can't kill like the actual Abrahamic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like well, yeah, literally they're not like all killing like a yeah, like a cosmic God. It's it's just like oh, you kill like a Greek God. Like you kill Zeus because yeah. Zeus is just a guy, and you can kill him. He's just a he's just a guy that likes to turn into geese and do things yeah. I can't say. <laughs> um, yeah. No, you wait for him to yeah. be a goose, and then you wring his neck because he's, he's got a lot of neck, <laughs> and you can grab it and just swing him around. That's <laughs> 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 when he's vulnerable. Mythologies. Uh, anyway, uh, it's so fucked up. Um, is this the bat who laughed? Uh the the Batman who laughs. The yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight's metal one. It's yeah, like if Batman uh, became the Joker. I've I've heard of it. I don't actually know anything about it. It is visually cool. Because it's it, Batman was a Cenobite, but otherwise it, it's just kind of a nothing character that got a lot of attention because it was marketable. He looks like what if Joker was RoboCop? Yeah, I'd say a C, and that's being generous. Okay, right next to Killer Croc. Yeah, like maybe <clears throat> you know after there's been enough, like most comic villains, once there's enough stories of him, someone will adapt it into another medium. And like crystallize a better version, but also I haven't kept up with cartoons, so maybe they've already done that, and I just haven't seen it. I don't know if there's been a yeah. newer Batman cartoon that's updated. Like I know Spider-Man yeah. keeps getting cartoons, and so they've, you know, like Morlan and all those Spider-Verse vampires. They sound lame every time I read about them, but there probably is some cartoon version where they made it work. And made it feel natural yeah. to the universe. I I feel like there's a lot of comics characters like that where like they're just so fucking bizarre on the page, and then like somebody figures out how to make them work in an actual like yeah, like Mister Freeze story. is the prime example of you know the guy who was in yeah. the '60s show and is just. It's a guy, and he has to live in the cold because science accident or something. And anyway, he's got Batman and Robin locked in a room where they've got, like, a heat cone on them. And if they step outside the heat cone, they will freeze to death. Yeah. By the way, can I just put him in A tier right now? He's an either A or... Yeah, fair. Yeah, because we're going with the... Obviously, we're going with the animated series version. Not the Schwarzenegger, not the pre-animated series one. But yeah, yeah. The... Like, if if the only Mister Freeze we had was Heart of Ice, like he'd be an S. Although <laughs> it's also, also because we're ranking, I I I don't know. It confuses me trying to rank on villainy instead of strength of character. Because I don't know. I mean, I guess as a villain, he well, is. Well, like I'm not. I, I like I I feel like it's it's more like how they challenge Batman mm. um, more than, more than anything. And, well, like, a mix between that and how good of a character they are. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, I feel like Mr. Freeze does that because he, it's like, okay, yeah, he needs to be stopped, but he also needs to be helped. <laughs> yeah. 
like more than like the other ones who are just like criminally insane um yeah freeze yeah, is just yeah, like yeah. i have to do bad things for a good reason yeah uh, and that kind of fucks with batman's moral compass i feel like yeah like he's not past the point of rehabilitation yeah yeah it's just that every time he's almost rehabilitated he he relapses yeah yeah i mean like there's some stories where he's working with batman and that's always cool he's just like there in the bat cave working on some tech or something yeah like in in arkham city like that was a good boss fight but like i i feel like i don't know it's kind of sad that it had to be a boss fight yeah um Okay, Joker. We don't have to talk about Joker. He's like just s. Yeah. He's he's always like it's not. We don't have to make a thing about it. Yeah, about uh, how he dances downstairs and uh, <laughs> he has how his name is Joaquin. Yeah. Um, Mad Hatter. Mm. Uh, I mean. I mean, quality of character is eh, but um, as a challenge to Batman, I mean, with his mind control tech, you know, he's like one of the yeah. few who's actually managed to lock Batman down for a while. That's Not just like in a beef. trap, but like stuck in his own brain until he can work through his trauma. I, I think B is fair. Mm. Um, I think this is as... Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 a D. I mean, he, he's, yeah, he's a shock villain. Like his whole yeah, thing is just like he's there to do brutal murders and shock the reader with oh they actually you know killed people in horrific ways this time. Right. And then he etched it on his body because he keeps tally marks of all the people he's killed and look <laughs> at all these tally marks. It's like he's a real Mark Miller of a villain, like. If Mark Miller ever wrote a yeah. Batman comic, Zaz would be in there. Yeah, I feel like Zaz is like the, uh, he's the benchmark for how dark this version of Batman will be. Yeah. <laughs> like, how far they go with him. Like, that's all he's really good for. Because yeah. um, he's otherwise just a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he is a serial killer with a knife who loves killing people. And actually does kill people, because when he shows up, that means the real murders are going to happen. Yep. Um, I don't know who this guy is. He looks like he's made of rocks and has two, got, like, pistols. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, if it's not Killer Croc, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not Croc. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Croc use a gun. Mm. Um, who's this? Deadshot. Uh, I mean... He's not... He's a lesser Deathstroke. Yeah. Like if Deathstroke was just a C. sniper. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll put him in C. Yeah, he's, he's, just, he's a really good sniper, and that's it. He doesn't even have... You know, like, Bullseye is also a really good sniper, but Bullseye has enough of a personal vendetta with Daredevil that... He's yeah. a more meaningful villain. Deadshot is just guy who shoots things. Right. Uh, Hugo Strange. I mean, he's he's kind of like Mad Hatter. He's yeah. you know another one of the ones who can get into Batman's head in a way that most can't. 
I'll I'll put him in A just because Arkham City. Uh, like the the version of him in Arkham City was really good, and I don't think there's ever been like a version of that for Mad Hatter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he's also he yeah he's one of those villains who has enough credibility in society that he can get away with things that you know like the street level criminals can't yeah i do not know who this guy is he's very purple okay is it grimace um the grimace from uh, mcdonald's <laughs> i mean he kind of he kind of looks like that if he was like a superhero or villain He's is it Thanos? He's very purp I mean he's very purple. He has gold like armor on his arms and he yeah, has like a helmet that covers everything but his mouth. It might be like another I mean yeah, it kind of sounds uh, like Thanos, but um <laughs> Yeah, if it covers everything but the mouth, it's probably another one of those Dark Knights metal characters. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I have no yeah, idea who it we'll is. Skip it. I'll just I'll just put him next to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um the ventriloquist. I mean, I mean, let, let's be real. He's like a yeah. As a challenge, he's a D. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put him in C just for being kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, you know, challenging Batman's morality. There is a little bit of that in that the ventriloquist is <clears throat> seemingly innocent. You know that it's. I mean, it's, you know, because it's comics, it's not going to be a great depiction of um, um, multiple personality or associate or disassociative identity. Uh, yeah. He basically has DID because, you know, he's he's got these two personas. And because it's a comics version, one of those personas is a murderer. But um, right. he, so he challenges Batman's morality in that way that it's like. You know, there is an innocence that he has that is being subsumed by this other side of his personality, but... Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, he's either just another mob boss or a guy with a gun, like, yeah. as a, far as a physical threat. Yeah, so, as a, oh. yeah he, and he doesn't really have any grand plans. Right. Um, oh, yeah, we'll stick with C... Uh, man bat. I don't know. He's, I mean, he's, it's he's, Batman. He's, he's a man bat. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. I don't know. He can fly. It's like that, that's <laughs> he can fly. I I, and, I kind of don't want to put him in D just because like he's he's iconic, but like he's not interesting at all. He's the lizard minus the drama around Kurt Connors because we don't yeah. really get into the drama of the man who became the man bat. Yeah. Like he he really is a worse killer croc, isn't he? Cuz he's just like a big monster except he doesn't even have like the human intelligence most of the time to yeah. to make that halfway interesting. Yeah, and he doesn't have, you know, like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing that they could do or anything yeah. about like the person who became the man bat. He's just he's a man who's bat now. Yep. Um, I'm assuming this is a guy from the Court of Owls. Okay. Because he's part of the big orgy. Well, 
<laughs> I mean, he he's got like a red cloak with like a McDonald's <laughs> logo <laughs> on his chest. Okay. Like, I don't know if that's anyone specific or not. Uh, I mean, the co- Court of Owls guys all have like the goggles and the, the talons and stuff. It's hard to see his face. I don't remember any of them having red cloaks, though. I don't know who this is. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's not like the original Red Hood, who was like guy in tuxedo with a red dome over his head. Yeah. I like the Brave and the Bold version of Red Hood, where it's just the Joker from a universe where all the villains are good. Mm. Um, pig face man. Whose name I know, but I forget. Yeah, that doesn't really tell me much. I I know I've seen it before, but I, I don't know who it is. Mm. Catwoman. Uh, I mean, it's a another one. S. As a character, it's S. As, uh, you know, on this villain scale that we're doing, I, I don't know. Yeah, because like she's... She's yeah. just like a thief. <laughs> like, yeah. like she's not she's not out to murder anybody usually. Yeah. And but if Batman it is, it's is like horny for somebody... her, so she gets away with it sometimes. Yeah. She has a better version of Talia though, so I I'll mm. at least put her in A. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, no, this is the Court of Owls. Okay. Yeah. I mean the, there's with still the weird yeah, owl mask and everything. The Court of Owls is interesting as an existential kind of threat in that it's like a secret society that's been present in Gotham for who knows how long that's pulling things by, you know, they're the, they're the Illuminati of Gotham. Yeah, but as, they're going Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, but, as, you know, Batman can just punch them if we're talking about, like, challenging a fight. Like, they're... You know, the the threatening quality of them is that you don't know how many there are, you don't know who they are, um, you don't know what yeah. they're planning. If only we had the world's greatest detective to figure it out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, what are they, a C? Yeah, like, I guess. Like, they're threatening, but not... But you don't know what they're planning, or when, or if they're even planning anything. Yeah. Uh, Two Face. I don't know. He's he's like a. I mean, Two Face is another one of those moral like, you know, there's a person here who Batman wants to help, but um, he's got this you know darker, uh, split personality. That's, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I I feel like ninety percent of the time, like Two Face is either. Like just kind of boring or like extremely interesting. Like there, there's no middle ground. Yeah, it's like either either they dive into the drama of Harvey Dent, or they just, or he's just like another or, crime boss. Yeah, or he's the weirdo who's obsessed with the number two. Yeah, like it's like they, it's like some somewhere along the line they either decide to do something interesting with him or or just make him like a guy. Hmm. No, I, I feel like the versions of him I remember tend to be the better ones, but yeah, there are some where he's just... A Tommy Lee Jones? I mean, I don't remember that one as much as Aaron Eckhart or the um, <laughs> Long Halloween or... Um, I mean, even like the Arkham game. Billy D. Williams? Okay. <laughs> he, he 
I mean, that was just like a bit part in the Lego Batman movie. That uh, that was from uh, the original uh, Tim Burton movies. Well, right. he was Harvey Dent, and yeah, so he, he didn't get to be Two Face. He got to be Two Face yeah. in the Lego Batman movie as like just a bit role. Yeah, that, there's your lines. pedantic nerd trivia of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So where do we put him? Like B? Like he's decent most of the time, but I mean, sometimes I say he's a, good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I guess a either one. Yeah, yeah well, I'm probably not going to post the picture of this one because the scale is just yeah confusing on uh, what criteria we're ranking them on. Fair. I mean, this is a podcast, so they could just listen to our opinions if they care. <laughs> yeah. Now the whole point of doing these tier lists is to give us a topic to debate about. Is Bane an S? I mean, it's version dependent, but the original version, yes. Yeah, because the original version's whole plan was: I'm gonna come to God. I want to take down Batman, so I'm gonna come to Gotham. I'm gonna release all the villains. I'm gonna wear him down, and then when he's his lowest, I'm gonna break his back and throw him off a building. Yep, and take over. And he should have just torn his head off. Mm. Well, he wanted him to live with the pain. Yeah, and I, if it wasn't for whatever magical bullshit that fixed his back in the comics version, or absolutely nothing in basic physical therapy <laughs> in the movie version, um, <laughs> then he he would still have a broken back. I was born at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the like. After his original Molded version, by it. it's varied. Why you know, like uh, he's had a lot of versions where he's just you know, like he's, like he's, Batman and Robin. He was just the just a big buff thug. dude. Yeah, a lot of times he's just you know, big punch boy. Like, um, and then Dark Knight Rises has turned him into a hilarious internet man. <laughs> I love I love modern Bane, <laughs> like Bane from Harley Quinn is the funniest shit. Yeah, explosions. Oh, I, I, I wish I could do a better impression. Curse you, Todd. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, Ross, Rache, Roos. Ross, Ross Al version He's either an S or an A. Yeah. Like, he's, he's the closest thing to an intellectual equal that Batman has. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's maybe the closest thing to Batman but evil that we have, which is weird, because mm. with how long Batman's been around, you'd think uh, that would be... Like, there would be, like, 18 of those... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, usually he ends up just being like an eco-terrorist because they need him to have some villainous goal to be a villain. Yeah. But otherwise he's, yeah, he's just, you know, quasi-immortal, um, like, uh, yeah, almost like a Vandal Savage kind of character, except not trying to take over the world. Yeah. We should do a Superman uh <laughs> tier list next time. Mm. Or if if there is no Ron Perlman list, obviously. 
Mm. Um, scarecrow. My 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 gut says a. Yeah, I'd put him the same as Riddler. Yeah, he's another one. You know, it varies by version. If he you just punch him and he's out, or if he actually gets to do some crazy stuff. But when he goes off, he can really go off. Yeah, like when when people like take his uh, like when people take him to his logical extreme, like it it can be interesting. Uh, but like a, a lot of times, like in the animated series, he's just like, I made this person very scared of everything. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And in some ways, Joker gets to do a lot of what Riddler and Scarecrow do. Yeah. You know, like Joker get you know, Riddler is telling riddles and Joker's telling jokes and Scarecrow is gassing people and Riddler's gassing people. So, like, if, if someone unleashes a, you know, airborne chemical attack on Gotham, it could be Joker or it could be Scarecrow, and it depends on if it makes you laugh or if it makes you scared. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you just break it down and you realize, like, how many Batman villains are just, like, regular dudes. <laughs> um, mm. Or, like, just huge monsters. Yeah. I mean, the real monster was inside all. <laughs> um, mm. Penguin. Oh, okay. I, I. Uh, this is actually just like a, a evil version of Bruce Wayne. So. <laughs> and yeah, he he's like the mobster types, but also tends to have a little. More, he's a little more savvy about it. He can like, you know, work his way up the ranks of seeming legitimacy. Uh, which makes him a little more untouchable sometimes. Yeah, you know, Batman can punch him, but then he'll you know get in trouble because he punched this taxpaying citizen. <laughs> yeah, this rich guy who uh, has money. Yeah. Um. So probably a B. Yeah, that's that's where I had him. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, he's just like a short dude with an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, most like Batman is also just a man, but in terms of physical threats, the they don't tend to do a lot of those. Yeah. I, it's just not that interesting, really. That like, yeah. oh, this guy is big and he could punch Batman, and Batman would fall down. Yeah, like that, that's that's boring. that's why like the lack of use of Clayface is so annoying because like he mm. he's he's the mix between like oh he's like super strong but also uh he could potentially challenge batman like intellectually or morally or like his detective skills but usually it's just oh he's found out um go big and punch yeah or like i get some ice grenades and i freeze his clay and yeah. then i punch him yeah um Poison Ivy. I mean, well, she's really good as a character. Um, she's really good as a concept, but I feel like most of the time she's not, like, super good. Yeah, I mean, sort of like Clayface, yeah. she's got a lot of potential with, you know, all her, like, aroma mind control stuff. Um, 
but her goals of trying to promote nature in the iron jungle of Gotham City is a little weird. Yeah. Like, why, why doesn't she just, like... Yeah, why, why is she living in a city when her whole thing is nature? Why doesn't she just, like, go to the Amazon and, like, build up a plant army and just, like, slowly take over the world from there? Yeah. Yeah, become more of a Superman villain or a Wonder Woman villain. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it's weird, whatever. She's She, she was a regular person from, like... It, was she always a plant person? I forget her origin. She was, uh, I mean, most versions, she was Pamela Isley, a, like scientist, a scientist who <laughs> discovered something about one of her fellow scientists and they injected her with a thing that turned her into a plant. And... Yeah, she's in with Thurman. <laughs> I'll put her in B so she can be with Harley. Yeah, because they belong together. I will put them. I I actually had already put them <laughs> right next to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah make them kiss. Mm, there we go. Yeah. Um. I cannot tell who this is. Is that Firefly? Was that even a Batman villain, or was that a Superman villain? I forget. Uh, he's been a Batman villain sometimes. I'm assuming that's who that is. It's somebody with like a stick flamethrower. Yeah, he's got like a flamethrower and a jetpack and uh, kind of a flat mask with these bug-like, you yeah. know, broad, you know, almost alien-like eyes. In this one, he looks like he has Spider-Man eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he usually does. Okay, so that that must um, be him. I'll put him in D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shoots fire and that's it. Yep, Batman... Usually has like a fireproof cape, <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Um, now we just have the people we didn't know, like the the guy in the red cloak, the guy with the pig mask. I wonder if the red cloak one might be anarchy. <clears throat> is that what that symbol on his chest means? It's like a is is it a letter A? It it could be. It's like a long arch, like a letter A in a circle. Yeah. Because there, there is a Batman villain named Anarchy. It's spelled A-N-R-K-Y. Uh, A-N-A-R-K-Y. Um, and he usually, he's one of those ones that could challenge Batman philosophically, but usually doesn't. He's usually just an anarchist. So I'll put him in B. I don't know if he's, he's probably a C. Okay. Um, you said there was a guy with a pig mask? Yeah. That's probably Professor Pig. <laughs> and I'm not making that name up. That is, that is it's P-Y-G, Professor Pig, which is, I guess, it's sort of based on Pygmalion. You know, he is a mad scientist who does plastic surgery, like forcible plastic surgery on people. Sometimes it's like an island of Dr. Moreau, like I'm going to turn him into a fucked up monster thing. Sometimes it's like, I'm going to make him perfect through my fucked up surgery shit. He's basically like Vaz. He's a shock villain. Anytime I've seen him. So let me ask you a question. Can but also his name is Professor Pig. Can I put him in D... Um, and then put anarchy and B just so that we have a perfect bell curve. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Nice parabolic arc we've got going. And then there's the one like rock guy with 
guns. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not sure who that one. It's fine. Probably a guy with a mobster theme. He's Tombstone from Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me send this to you, and then you can, if it doesn't take 15 hours to download. Hmm. And then I'll let let you react to it, and then okay, uh, and then we can close the episode. Yeah, I I really want to go back to sleep. Mm. Is there anything you super disagree with? I'm trying to get it to show up. The Discord app is okay. There it is. Let's. Trying to open a picture. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is anarchy in that one. And yep, that is Professor Pig <laughs> in that one. The, the way uh, the way you delivered that, it's like, oh yeah, that's probably Professor Pig. <laughs> yeah, he, he they made him one of the major villains in Beware the Batman, that CG animated cartoon that seemed to die before it came out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I still feel weird about, you know, the criteria we used for ranking, but um, the list looks fine otherwise. That's 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 perfectly fine. Like, um, I'm just glad it it made like a, a nice a nice curve to it. So I'm happy. I'm mm. very happy with it. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm very concerned with the aesthetics of our tier list. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Alright, so um until next time, stay funky. Yeah, stay um, Stay oh. away from Professor Pig. He's a bad man and he'll do bad things to your face. Just stay alive. How about that? Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll just steal that bit from um Magic Tavern and say, Don't die. <laughs> Is that a it's, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a. The, I don't remember exactly what brought it on, but it became like a catchphrase. You know, the encouraging, you know, thing you say to people is like a greeting or a farewell. Is don't die. I mean that that is short and to the point. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, but bye, audience. Don't die. <laughs>